This is a Soulfire production. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I wanted to answer a question sent in from one of you that I am shocked I haven't covered in the podcast yet. We're going to be talking about the dark night of the soul. The dark night of the soul sounds pretty intense. And this is something that is so core to a spiritual awakening. I talk about this a bit in my course, Awakening Accelerator, which if you haven't already checked that out, I would highly recommend doing so. It is a crash course in everything you need to know to navigate your spiritual awakening because it can throw you for some loops. And it's great for people who are brand new to the spiritual journey or people who have been on it for a while and are still feeling like they're not super grounded in it. And I talk about the dark night of the soul in that course, Awakening Accelerator, so you can check that out. But I want to talk a little bit more about what that means in today's show. And FYI, if you have a question or a topic that you would like explored on the podcast, you can go to christinathechannel.com slash pod, P-O-D, and submit it right there. You have probably heard me talking a lot recently about nervous system regulation because it's been a huge focus for me over the last few months and also something I'm really exploring on a deeper level in terms of manifestation and shifting energy because if our nervous systems are dysregulated, we really can't receive more, whatever that more is, because the universe is not going to give us more than we can handle. I have had a crazy few months between the book launch, writing a few other books, launching products, program launches. So this really came to the forefront for me because I was feeling a lot more stressed than I usually do. And when I'm feeling that way, my go-to is Ned Full Spectrum Hemp Oil. If you feel like CBD doesn't work for you, it probably is because the CBD you're using isn't legit. It is a night and day difference for me with my stress levels, my anxiety, my sleep, because that was really getting affected when I use Ned versus if I fall off my routine and I will kind of double up when I really want to focus on nervous system regulation. And when my body gets stressed, you know, because I have my history of autoimmune diseases, my hormones can get out of balance really easily and I will get a lot more inflamed. Ned is seriously a lifesaver for me. It's the highest quality hemp oil out there. It's all extracted from USDA certified organic hemp plants grown by an independent farmer named Jonathan in Paonia, Colorado. Their products are chock full of premium CBD and a full spectrum of active cannabinoids, terpenes, flavonoids, and trichomes. I have been obsessed with Ned's de-stress blend. It's a one-to-one formula of CBD and CBG made from the world's purest full-spectrum hemp and features a botanical infusion of ashwagandha, cardamom, and cinnamon. CBG is known as the mother of all cannabinoids because of how effective it is at combating anxiety and stress by inhibiting the reuptake of GABA, the neurotransmitter responsible for stress regulation. We also have ashwagandha, which is an amazing Ayurvedic adaptogen that enhances your body's resilience to stress and that yummy cardamom and cinnamon. I take the de-stress blend in the morning and sometimes once again during the day, and then I take the sleep blend at night, and I also take the mellow magnesium. This is the ultimate routine for calming your body's nervous system, supporting the endocannabinoid system, of course, balancing out your cortisol, balancing your hormones, and getting the best night's sleep ever because I think we all know when we're stressed out, and especially around the holidays, sometimes sleep can get disrupted, and when I don't get enough sleep, I'm not very functional and I'm not a happy person. I'll tell you that. And don't forget, a regulated nervous system makes a powerful manifester. So if you want to try out the new de-stress blend from Ned, a brand that I love and trust, there's a special offer for the Christina the Channel audience. Every order over $40 will qualify for 15% off plus a free de-stress blend sample. Just go to helloned.com slash Christina or enter Christina at checkout to take advantage of this offer. That's helloned.com, H-E-L-L-O and ed.com slash Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A to get 15% off plus a free de-stress blend sample on any order over $40. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the program and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. So the question is simple. Can you please give a deeper discussion into Dark Knight of the Soul? What it is, how do you know what yours is, or when you are facing it, etc.? So for many people, their spiritual awakening will get triggered by the dark night of the soul. And where that term comes from, I actually believe it was 
a Roman Catholic poet, I think, who wrote a poem about the journey of the soul and used that term, Dark Night of the Soul. And it's since been referred to by many famous psychologists. Anyway, what is what is the Dark Night? I'm going to give you my own definition, interpretation, understanding, how I relate to it, slash, as usual, I've got the guides around. So I'll just be sharing what they are saying as well. And it's like, this is the visual, okay, dark night of the soul. You realize suddenly (laughs) you're basically in darkness and you're feeling like, where am I? So imagine it's like all of a sudden you're living your life and all of the lights turn off and it's just dark. And how do you feel in that? And then you're spending the rest of your life trying to find the light. And what it really is, is the journey of the soul. I'll say the reincarnated soul that is on the path of remembering and really reconnecting to source, reconnecting to God, reconnecting to the truth of their soul. So a dark night of the soul will happen when somebody is ready to really shift into their spiritual journey. When they're having a spiritual awakening, it can also occur at different points along the spiritual path. So I've had multiple dark nights of the soul. And often what triggers it is some type of big life event. So this could be the loss of a loved one. It could be an accident, an illness, some type of injury. It could be losing your job or losing your home, like some type of loss or a breakup, a really intense breakup. So a lot of these big life shifts or transitions or losses can often trigger this, but it doesn't have to be that. It could also be a really activating piece of content you're listening to or a book that you are reading or something that you come across that kind of just like shifts your whole perspective and turns things online and suddenly you're thinking about everything very differently and intensely and deeply. But what it can feel like is depression. (laughs) It feels like depression. It feels like anxiety. And that's why when we talk about depression or anxiety, it's interesting because I'm like, well, are you going through a dark night? That can be that can be part of it. And I mean, this is so connected to like my my most recent book, Pain, Love, and Purpose. That journey of how your pain leads you to love, leads you to purpose, but it starts with pain. Like if I think about that as a road, I'm not saying it has to, <laughs> but so often those those deep moments of pain, those experiences that are very painful, when you zoom out, are setting the stage for us to walk this path that allows us to actually reconnect to deeper love. So what happens when you are going through a dark night is some, let's say some big life event happened. So for me, it was very much my chronic illnesses and that happened to me multiple times and it triggered me into a depression. I was super anxious and I was questioning everything. You can feel really hopeless. You're questioning what is the meaning of everything? What is you know my purpose? Why am I here? Why is there so much suffering? You can get down a lot of deep rabbit holes and sometimes it's the rabbit holes that lead you into the dark night and you're like, holy shit, I'm, I don't know what to do with all of this. Because when you start to understand a lot of things that go on in the world that are sad and upsetting, sometimes people can get really trapped in that space. So sometimes those rabbit holes are very spiritual, like the, the 4D <laughs> kind of rabbit holes that, let's be honest, most of us have gone down all of the different conspiracies that are not conspiracies, you know what I'm saying? all the stuff with the government and world leaders, all of that. And then sometimes it's a different kind of rabbit hole and it doesn't seem so spiritual. It might not be the 4D spiritual trap, but it could just be like rabbit holes around anywhere where you feel like you've been lied to, right? Because part of this is starting to view the whole world differently. It could be, holy shit, have I never been loved my whole life? Have I never actually experienced love? It could be, do we even have a purpose? You know, it could be going down all of those different philosophical rabbit holes or religious rabbit holes. And just this this exploration energy can definitely be a, be a big part of this. This has come up for me in so many ways. And I think about, you know, if I think about for me, when I feel like a dark night was triggered, it was definitely my illness. But if I look at the, at the scheme of my life, <laughs> I was definitely in a dark night for most of my childhood. Like I was obsessed with why are we here? What's my purpose? What's the meaning of all of this? I cried every day. I was like, why is there so much suffering? I was just deep down all these random rabbit holes, realizing all of the ways that people were always lying about things and why are people framing things this way? Why are people so mean to each other? So this this deeper exploration of purpose is a really big part of it. And anything that shifts your paradigm, right? So that's any experience that totally shifts your paradigm, flips your worldview on its head, 
And that could be a truth coming to light of any nature. Another really common trigger for a dark night would be if you meet a significant soulmate or a twin flame, right? So sometimes it's breakups. It could be any breakup or a loss. Someone in your life transitions, you know, passes the other side. But, you know, another one for me was definitely after I met my twin. So we have these different ways that it can get triggered and you just sort of spiral. Like it's this energy of spiraling, this energy of hopelessness. You can start to feel like life is meaningless. Like what's the point of it all? It can feel really monotonous. I'm sure as I'm explaining this, you can start to understand how this really overlaps with depression. And underneath it is this craving, this search for purpose, for meaning, for love, for what is the point of all of it. It's like, I need to understand. And sometimes it can start out as general apathy, like doing nothing. You know, you're just like in a dark place. And then it can go through its different phases of spiraling, getting frustrated, getting angry. There's definitely that that big period of what characterizes this is I'm questioning everything. I'm questioning everything I thought I knew. And that could come up in so many different layers, you know? So for me, I think about it started just with this general idea of purpose. And then it it turned into, oh my gosh, everything that the health industry has told me or what, you know, a lot of us are commonly taught is incorrect. There's this whole alternative health movement that's like underground and wait, why is this all hidden? Why are all my doctors telling me XYZ isn't real when it very much is? Things like that. So it started with health for me. And then I started to, you know, see a similar thing with with spirituality and understanding like larger world structures. You know, what happened with quarantine triggered a huge dark night of the soul for everybody, right? That's a huge trigger that put a lot of people into depression, anxiety. And for a lot of people, it woke them up. It woke them up because they started to realize the inconsistencies. They started to realize, hmm you know, why, why is this not all adding up? Something weird is going on here. And then it led them down different rabbit holes. And when we zoom out and we think about the different layers of why different things occur, that was such a huge spiritual wake-up call. And we're watching as we go through this period right now, as you record this, of like this mass awakening. And so there are different layers, different things that are being revealed or coming up that do trigger things for people of like, holy shit, the light bulb just turned on. I'm seeing things differently now. And that's why a lot of people have their spiritual awakening over the last few years and are going to continue to, especially as we move into next year, I'll say. It is a very painful time. It's emotionally painful. It can be very physically painful for a number of reasons, especially if it's triggered by a physical injury or illness, something very physical or extreme heartbreak. It can also be painful because as we wake up, it's like we can kind of turn on some ascension symptoms, which are not comfortable. And just the pain of like feeling all the emotions, old stuff coming up. And the other part of this is this ego death, which I've talked about many times on the podcast. And we go through these periods where, I mean, it's not technical, right? It's not like your ego is actually dying, but I feel like it gets the point across. It's whatever I tied my ego to, my identity to, whatever I identified as, I thought I can only be happy if I have XYZ or I'm wrapping my whole identity around my my career or being this this version of me. Like the thing that we're so attached to for our sense of identity, for our sense of self-worth will crumble to teach us that we are not just that thing to teach us that we can't just attach our self-worth to something external. It really is a challenge to our own inner beliefs around what makes us worthy, why we're worthy. It's really guiding us to the divine within us. It's guiding us to get to know ourselves more deeply. And so the ego death is very much wrapped up into the dark night for a lot of people. I feel like most prominently when there is some type of illness or injury that stops a person from doing the things that they identify as. So like for me, a big part of the ego death was in my chronic illness my most vulnerable point, like I was in a lot of pain, but the most vulnerable thing for me was around my brain. And I had attached my sense of self-worth, my identity to being the smart one, the intelligent one. And everybody put that on me and I took that and I owned that. And I felt like I was nothing without my brain. And suddenly I was in a position where I couldn't think straight, where I couldn't Remember the sentence somebody said to me five seconds before where I could barely form words? That was my most vulnerable point. And I had to learn to love myself whether or not I was the smartest person in the room. My 
my ego is so attached to that. My identity was so attached to that. Or you see this come up a lot for people in career, people who are workaholics, people who think that all of their self-worth is attached to how much money they make or a certain job title. And if they're on the path for a spiritual awakening and their sense of value is attached to that career, that amount of money, it's not uncommon for it to crumble. So I see that happen a lot. And sometimes these these things happen all together. Like somebody, you'll lose somebody. And I can think of multiple people in my life where I watched them go through this. It is so, you know, difficult. But I've watched multiple people I know like have some type of chronic illness or injury, a serious injury at the same time, losing their job at the same time, losing a loved one, you know, and that can all happen within this set period of time. And it's like all of these triggers and the universe is like, when are you going to wake up to there's something bigger, there's something deeper. And so there's, you know, part of this process is shifting from living from our ego into living from our soul, really getting to know ourselves and our souls really starting to love ourselves and and live from that space of of true self-love like and when i say that you guys know how i think that topic can get so fluffy but like that is the work that is what will change your life when you actually love yourself that is when you will be so empowered and find your confidence and that is when you are limitless and unstoppable and that's when you can really see clearly and make really powerful things happen in your life so we're being pushed to source our sense of worth and value and love from a different place. It's no longer external. It's from within. It's from the divine. And as part of this, it's it's literally this wake-up call. It's like waking up, you know, wakes you the fuck up and also starts to reconnect you to the world of energy, that everything is energy. There's so much going on then people realize like people live in this video game. They think it's real and they don't realize there are so many other realities and dimensions and things going on and contracts. Like there's so much more and people are oblivious. And so it wakes you up to these bigger truths. And that often starts with truths within your life. Like that is where the ego death happens and the dark night of the soul happens. It's really the truths within your life of, holy shit, I firmly believed that this was true for me and I'm realizing it wasn't. You know, this could be like someone's cheating on you right? And you think that it's been an amazing relationship the whole way through. And you have this realization of like, holy shit, like how did I miss that? How did I miss that? Like that is so painful to look at your relationship with yourself in that moment of when things happen. You're like, how can I trust myself? Or how can I pick myself back up off the floor, right? You lose a loved one. The dark night of the soul is this period of questioning everything and wondering why you're here and just wondering what the purpose is of everything. And and that, that ego death, that's part of the aftermath of experiencing pain. And that is a journey, right? There are different layers to that. It can it can look a lot like depression and hopelessness for a long time, but it can move into this curiosity. It can move into this craving for purpose. And that's why a lot of people get, you know, they, they finally find a spiritual path. They're like, I need to connect with my soul. I need to meditate. I need to do yoga. Suddenly you become more interested in taking care of yourself and taking care of your body. If you're not taking care of your body, that will often be a big part of the trigger into the dark night of the soul, which is where it can get a bit more physical. And again, this can happen like in different iterations. I think a lot of people think of the dark night as like, I had this one dark night of the soul and that was it. And when is it coming or am I in it? And for some people that can be the experience of they have a dark night that is very profound and very, very distinct. And then they go through their spiritual awakening journey and they get on the spiritual path and lovely. And that's that. It's the best time of year. And it's not just because it's the holidays which we know I love, but mostly because Organifi Chocolate Gold is here. It's limited edition and it's my favorite thing in the whole world. All of Organifi's iterations of gold are delicious, but the chocolate gold has to be my favorite. It is like golden milk mixed with hot chocolate and you really only have to add hot water. I don't even add milk or anything. I just do hot water. It tastes so good and it has a ton of incredible ingredients that support your body with relaxation, calming down, and getting ready to go to sleep. Especially this time of year when I just want to be drinking hot chocolate all day long, and most hot chocolates are filled with, you know, all the sugar, additives, and making my own can feel like a hassle. A scoop of chocolate gold, some hot water, and I'm good to go. Throw in some Harry Potter. It's it's a party. Some of chocolate gold's rockstar ingredients include cocoa, of course, rich in polyphenols and trace minerals, especially magnesium, which is great for boosting mood and focus and aids in a healthy response to inflammation. There is also reishi mushroom, the queen of the mushrooms, 
grounding mushroom. Reishi supports balance, energy, and longevity while also promoting recovery and repair. There's also lemon balm known as the calming herb, which promotes relaxation and quality of sleep and helps to improve a healthy response to stressors. There's turkey tail, which is another one of my favorite adaptogenic mushrooms, great for its antiviral properties and recovery support, as well as gut support after you eat that big Thanksgiving dinner. There's also magnesium, one of the most important minerals in the body, which supports relaxation and recovery, relieving anxiety, aches, and pains. And of course, all of those great anti-inflammatories like turmeric and that delicious cinnamon. Get your hands on chocolate gold while it's limited edition. We all know I've stocked up on a million of these. It is the best healthy, clean, hot chocolate this time of year. Just add some water and you are good to go. Gets you nice and relaxed before bed or in the morning. No judgment. So if you want to get your hands on chocolate gold or any of Organifi's other products, just head to Organifi.com slash CTC. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash CTC and my code CTC get you 20% off your order. But for a lot of people, there are different versions of it, you know, and I can think of quite a few different periods when I went through phases of that. But I would say, you know, the most prominent was like the first like 20 years of my life as a whole. And then again, during my chronic illness, and then I've had a couple shorter stints of it where I was like, I'm in another dark night. Like I'm in an intense ego death. I'm questioning everything. I'm questioning who I am. I'm questioning what I've built. I'm questioning like if I want to be in the situation that I'm in, like, like how did I get here? really is this feeling of who am I really? Who am I really? And there's so much more. But, you know, through this, you want to take care of your body better. You want to explore spirituality and you really crave a sense of purpose. You're realizing there's something so much bigger and you're craving answers. You're craving that sense of purpose and you're craving real love. Like you're craving the real stuff. You're realizing all of the illusions in your life. And then you're hitting this point of, I can't do that anymore. Like you're finally feeling this frequency of truth. And so it really is, if you look at the tarot, which walks us through the journey that all of us go through in our lives. And, and you look through like the different archetypes that we carry and the the path to finding ourselves and finding our purpose. And you look at that tower moment, right? That tower moment where everything crumbles. Everything crumbles, everything changes. There's a huge change. And a lot of us have a really confused relationship with change. We're afraid of change. We like things to feel stable because it's what we know, right? And so it really is this, I'm thrust into this space of the unknown. That's what the dark night of the soul is. And everything is dark. I thought I was doing well. I'm walking along and all of a sudden somebody turns off all the lights and I am fumbling around in the darkness and I know there's a light somewhere. I know that that light is me, my soul. I know that that light is source, is God, is a divine, and I am going to find it. And so the dark night of the soul really does feel like stumbling through the dark, but it's that journey that reconnects us to our soul. And so if we've been out of alignment, if we have been living in illusions, if we have been living from our ego instead of our soul, something's going to happen to get us back on track. And when we don't listen to the whispers, as they say, the body will start to scream and it could be the body. It could be your life. It could be anything ending or changing in a very abrupt, drastic way that triggers the fuck out of you, just to put it bluntly. Through this, you are rethinking what what is love. You're rethinking what is purpose. You're rethinking what does success really mean? For a lot of people, they hit this space, like I was mentioning before, of okay, I got everything I wanted or I, I, sh- I have things that I thought I wanted and I'm here, I'm still not happy. Right? So it's this feeling of like, is anything going to make me happy? And what does success really mean to me? So we can really start to shift our paradigms and our values and realize that we were just chasing, chasing, chasing. And what were we even chasing? It's through the dark night that we start to do the deeper healing work. Like we're triggered in a direction that's guiding us to doing the deeper healing work because unfortunately most of us don't do the deeper healing work unless we are forced to of like, I'm in full surrender. And that's what the dark night does. It pushes you into full surrender. And so this is when people will start to, you know, maybe explore the spiritual path or personal development. They'll start to get really into personal development or health and wellness to make themselves feel better. They're just at this place where I have to feel better. And so I'm searching for that thing that makes me feel better. But through this process, this is when people will start to do shadow work exploring the parts of themselves that they have rejected, that they don't love, and learning to bring those pieces of themselves to light 
and accept them and love them. It's when we do trauma work and we're forced to really face some of these traumas that we have not yet really looked at or we've wanted to brush over. So we start to explore those deeper traumas that are still stored in our bodies or where we're still acting from our wounds, you know, because there can often be this moment, depending on what triggered this of, shit, I keep getting myself in this situation again and again. I keep pushing everybody out. I have extreme trust issues. I'm so avoidant. Like we are just operating from the wounds, from the pain. And then we keep screwing ourselves over. And you hit this point of like, I'm never going to experience love until I deal with my shit, until I look at my trauma, until I do this deeper healing work. So at least that deeper healing work, so the shadow work, the trauma work, and the inner child healing, a lot of inner child work. And so the dark night of the soul can be so beautiful for reconnecting us with our inner child, for connecting with joy and play, because you're starting to realize like what really matters and you're starting to be less judgmental and really shifting into this space of being love and living from love and seeing people on a soul to soul level. And I'll say that's the biggest gift of shadow work and our child work, trauma healing. You see people differently. What I mean by that is you just see other people as souls. And suddenly all these people who maybe before you wanted to make wrong or say we're bad, you're realizing they're operating from their pain or their wounds. And I've done that too, right? And suddenly we're, we're just starting to see like, no one's perfect. We all have our stuff. And so it really allows you to be so much more compassionate and less judgmental. And I know for me, it just made me so much more chill and allowed me to see people on a soul to soul level. Like this is just a soul. I'm a soul incarnated. This is a soul incarnated I'm looking at. And like, we all have our stuff and we're doing the best we can. And you know, we all have maybe things that we can still heal and integrate and look at. So deeper compassion is definitely available. Seeing people from love, not getting so worked up over things, learning to really live in the present moment and prioritize your joy and your play, especially when this is triggered by a near-death experience. A near-death experience for sure will put people in a dark night of the soul. I have that. (laughs) And it just really makes you realize that the incarnation is short in the scheme of things. And so Why am I living for the future instead of living for the now and enjoying the now? So there's this beautiful space to really reconnect with your inner child for sure. And you start to really live for yourself because you realize all of the places where you're making decisions based on things like, what are other people going to think about me? Is this going to make me successful? Is this going to help me reach my goals? Am I doing enough? Like it's a lot of underneath it, seeking external validation. And suddenly you start to realize I'm going to choose for me. And you just give less shits about what other people think. You know, through this process, a lot of memories can come up. So memories from childhood, a lot of us have forgotten memories from childhood or repressed different parts of childhood. So memories can come up or emotions can come up. Things are going to come up that are ready to be looked at or need to be cleared. And I would say if you're going through this, it's so important. I feel to work with somebody, you know, depending on what this is looking like for you, working with somebody, whether it's a spiritual mentor or someone who focuses on trauma or inner child work, trauma healing, shadow work, specifically people who are trained in that, depending on, you know, where you're at in the journey, I would definitely recommend working in a safe container with somebody who's trained in this because it's, it's this space where the journey gets triggered and you're looking at all of this stuff that needs to be healed and looked at all of the things that you have swept under the rug and that you've been avoiding and it can feel insurmountable. And that's why, you know, it can look a lot like depression but the thing is you can't you can't avoid it anymore like you literally can't avoid it anymore and that's why it's so interesting because it's never a coincidence how how it gets triggered for people and a lot of people who are close to me are very similar to me in mindset and we're very perfectionist high achiever very stubborn and like will do literally anything to keep going like it's so hard to knock us down so for a lot of people who are close to me. And for me, it's such a physical thing. It'll be like, I mean, the number of friends I have who have broken their legs. <laughs> I mean, I'm not laughing at that, but it's like, well, we'll joke about it. Everybody's like, yeah, the universe is trying to tell me to sit down. It'll be something where you're literally forced to lay in bed and think about it because if it was anything else, you would find ways to keep going. And so you're pushed to this space of reflecting and thinking and exploring and in having some of those old emotions or memories or things that are relevant that need to be worked through that need to be cleared so that those can be integrated completed moved beyond healed and that can also go with past life memories coming up 
it can be spiritual abilities turning on. So often people's psychic abilities will start to turn on in a stronger way. And sometimes that's a trigger in itself. So it can be a really powerful spiritual experience. For some people, it's a plant medicine ceremony that they were called to and they didn't know why. For others, it's the first time they they meet with a healer and they have this really profound spiritual experience. Or for others, it's nothing that's like set up in any type of container. It can be like you have this this wild experience in your own bedroom, in your bed. Maybe it's in the middle of a dream state or sitting there and thinking and some being visits you. Like some really intense spiritual experience, a profound spiritual experience. I've had so many people in the last couple of weeks, actually. This is funny. As I'm saying this, I'm realizing I've had so many people in the last few weeks tell me about these really intense like ego death spiritual experiences. And people will have this and they'll be like, I was like in another dimension and all this stuff was happening and I was getting these messages and that shifts their paradigm forever. And that can happen super spontaneously and that can you know trigger this and wake people up, right? So it's whatever's gonna trigger this feeling of holy shit, there's more here. And also where we realize I can't live like this anymore. I can't keep doing this thing. I can't keep doing the same shit again and again. I can't keep never letting people in. I can't keep driving myself into the ground, working when there's so much life to live. I can't keep self-isolating. I can't keep being selfish or mean. I can't keep acting like I'm 15 when I'm 40. Like whatever it is, like whatever it's like, whatever's the wake-up call for you of like, I can't keep doing this. I can't keep living like this. I can't stay in this relationship. I can't keep doing this to myself. But the profound spiritual experience is a really common one. And it could be an experience. It could also be like your gifts really turning on. So, you know, maybe you're starting to see things or hearing things or having past life memories or you're feeling really intensely. So when that really turns on, suddenly people start like seeking, they're seeking answers and they start to naturally get guided to the people who will not only maybe give them those initial answers, it's like the universe will push them to something where they need support in that way for that thing. And then it's basically creating the treasure hunt, you know how it goes, so that they are guided, it's the breadcrumb trail, to the people, the experiences, the teachers, the healers, the support that are going to take them to the next level, right? So sometimes people, it's really interesting actually, I feel, well, I know a lot of people came into this community for health because I started off in health and wellness or came into this community for business because I did business coaching for a while when really that was just to get them in the door and why they're really here was for their intuitive abilities, was for deeper connection to their life purpose and their intuition, was for making some big life shifts. They're they're really here for transformation, but they probably weren't looking up, how do I transform my life? It's like, how do I fix this chronic illness? How do I build a seven-figure business? Or it's like, what's a spirit guide? You know, suddenly you, you are talking to a spirit guide and you're like, okay, I need to figure this out. Or you start seeing things and you're like, okay, I need to like figure out, uh, you know, what that means. So people have somewhere they start and then they just go down the rabbit hole, right? So people are guided to me. I'm just using myself as an example. This happens with all kinds of people. They'll start with, you know, one thing. They're called to one thing. Maybe maybe they see my book or they're talking to somebody and their friend is like, oh, you should listen to this really interesting podcast or like, oh, I do these meditations and this membership. Or somebody's like, do you know any energy healers? And somebody brings me up. Like somebody will just ask something and then get referred to me somehow or they'll like randomly find me on the internet. My thing will pop up. And maybe they think they're going for one thing and they actually get another thing that they really needed or they have no idea where they're drawn to me and they start listening to stuff and get down the rabbit hole and they're like, oh, okay, this makes sense. I mean, it's so cool because there are so many people in this community who literally have listened to this podcast since I started it and the podcast was nothing like what it is now, which is so cool. But people who came in from the health and nutrition window and then also went through all my business coaching trainings and then went into my psychic development courses and my energy healing training. And it's like people have gone through the whole journey, which is so cool. That's not a coincidence. So you really do get guided to different people 
in, in your life in general, and this can be in friendships, this can be through content, this can be through books, who have whatever you're seeking. It is that really cool spiritual treasure hunt that I love. And through that, you start to reconnect with your intuition, right? So, and, th- and that is on the other side of the shadow work, the trauma healing, the inner child healing, getting to know yourself, the personal development work in the deepest sense, the neural reprogramming, like getting into all that healing. And on the other side of that, through that, you are hearing the voice of your soul so clearly. You are so connected to your inner truth and discerning truth for yourself. And you start to really experience the magic of life, right? So you're seeing angel numbers everywhere and you're talking to your spirit guides or having like wild meditations where often some dimension, who knows, maybe you're astral traveling or having synchronicities happen all the time, all day, every day. You're like, life is so cool because it is. You're feeling really connected to source. Your gifts are turning on. You are a lot healthier, taking care of your body, you probably see the earth a little bit differently. So it gets you where you really needed to go, maybe just in a way that you weren't, well, your ego didn't want, but your soul was guiding you. And it's certainly not easy. And it's not easy because to find that light, we have to really dive into the ego. We have to really dive into the dark parts of ourselves that we don't like. We have to face truth. We can't avoid anything anymore. It's going to look us straight in the face. And what I'll tell you is the more you resist it, the more intense the dark night is, the more intense the spiritual awakening trigger is, whatever that event is. Like the guides always say, you can run, but you can't hide from your purpose, from your destiny. I am so excited to announce that my next book, Pain, Love, and Purpose, is releasing on 11-11-2022, the best way to celebrate my favorite day of the year. This is truly unlike anything I have ever released before, and I can't wait to see how you like it. It's a collection of poetry, and all of the poems in this book are about either pain, love, or purpose. They detail different experiences, emotions, and relationships from my own life, a lot of the moments that made me who I am. And it's through exploring these different experiences that the poems really tell a story of how we can find wisdom within our emotions, how we can alchemize our emotions, how we can heal from difficult experiences to become the most empowered versions of ourselves. And ultimately how sometimes it's pain that cracks us open enough to feel the things we need to feel and face the truths that we need to face so that we can reconnect with deeper love in our own lives and discover what purpose really means for us. Book launches are certainly a community effort and that is why I appreciate your support so much. And if you are wondering what the best way is to support me in this launch, it is to purchase the book the day of release on 11.11. It will be available on Amazon. I will send out the links. And for anybody who does purchase day of launch, you will receive a ticket to a live virtual reading event where I am going to read a selection of poems from the book and dive deeper into the stories behind them, as well as my book writing process. Mark it on your calendar to purchase 1111. You can also sign up to get notified so that you don't have to remember on your own about when the book releases and bonuses that are available. You can go to painloveandpurpose.com and you'll find all of the information there. So it really is this path to finding purpose, to reconnecting with our souls, to reconnecting with the divine. And it starts with the pain, the struggling, the suffer, the despair, the health issues. And then it turns into getting curious and being inquisitive and asking a lot of questions, asking better questions and uh, getting into this energy of searching, of seeking, of craving the answer. Like I need to understand this. And through that, you're starting to, you know, you're healing and you're getting guided. And through that whole experience, you're reconnecting with purpose and understanding purpose in different ways on a different level. And you are doing all of the work to release the layers of you that aren't really you, the masks, the illusions, where you're living from your ego, like where you haven't been living your truth, where you have been living as this version of you that you thought other people would like, right? Because you're really getting to know yourself and you're starting to think like, why do I do anything? Everything I do, is it because I want to do it or is it because somebody else wants me to do it or because I think I'm going to get some type of positive response or feedback from somebody in my life? You start to question all of that and then you're really living from your authenticity when you realize all the places that you were doing it just because you wanted validation or to be praised or because you thought you'd be more accepted and then you're like, screw that, not going to work for me anymore. And you finally start to live authentically 
through that. As we know, authenticity is what makes you the most magnetic. Read my book, Manifestation Mastery. That's what the whole thing is about. How are you magnetic? And you're realizing, whoa, I can manifest. Whoa, the world works in a completely different way than I ever thought. Everything is energy. Holy shit, there's so much more going on. There's beings I can't see that are supporting me all the time. There's unconditional love all around me. As you are living as your most authentic self and just making the choices that you want to make for you and not for anybody else and following the voice of your soul and your intuition, now you can effortlessly attract in the things that you really did desire because you realized you were working so hard to achieve certain things. Then when you got them, you weren't even happy or no matter how hard you worked for them, you still weren't getting them. It was like you were just stuck and you felt lonely and isolated. So this path leads you to authenticity. It leads you to living as the real you. And from there, you manifest the things you really want. And you also attract in your soul family. You attract in people who can really see you, can really love you, can really support you. You attract in people that have the capacity to truly be there for you. It's a relationship based on real unconditional love, based on real soul resonance, because you start to really reevaluate. Like I said, you, you're reevaluating your career or your living situation a lot with relationships. The dark nights, I mean, relationships don't always last through the dark night. That's what I'll tell you. Breaks up a lot of people. Sometimes the breakup is the trigger and sometimes it's a dark night that triggers the breakup because you start to realize like, what do I even have in common with this person? Was it really just based on proximity? It was comfortable? It was easier? Or do they really see me on a deep level because you're realizing you can't settle anymore? So relationships don't always last. And that can be romantic, but that's a lot with friendships. I mean, I would say most people, they're, most people's friend group changes drastically, drastically during their dark night of the soul. And you really have this ability to attract in soul fam, people who really, really see you. This is usually the stage when a lot of people find me and this community and you connect with really like, like-minded people. So I consider that all the path of the spiritual awakening. Like I feel like the dark night of the soul is such an important part of the spiritual awakening. And a lot of people I hear talk about the dark night as like, there's a dark night and then there's the awakening. I feel like that is the awakening. Like, I feel like, like that is the spiritual path. You know, the spiritual path or the path of transformation or living your purpose, it's not all rainbows and sunshine. It is experiencing the full spectrum of emotions. It is experiencing the full human experience. And part of the full human experience is, is, it's not always feeling our pain and our grief and our sadness and doing the healing work and facing difficult truths. Like that is all part of the spiritual path. That's part of living your purpose too. I feel like everybody's obsessed with what's my purpose? Like they're going to find the one thing. This is how people relate to purpose. Not everybody, obviously, but a lot of people who are first starting to ask that question are relating to purpose. Like, if I just find my purpose and I know what I'm supposed to do, like there's this one thing I have to do. Once I do it, then I'll be happy and everything's going to work out. My life is going to be great. That's how people relate to it, right? It's kind of like they relate to their purpose. Like if I just find this, this, the one perfect skincare product, just the one perfect one, then my skin's going to be perfect and beautiful. And then my life's, I'm going to be great. I'm going to be confident and my life will be amazing. Like, no, <laughs> living your purpose is a process. It is like purpose is the journey. It is a way of living. It is a way of being. And part of living your purpose, like really fulfilling the mission, it's not fucking easy. Like you, you've got to face intense stuff, you know? And I say this all the time with the spiritual path or even, you know, everybody who's, you know, going down the path of being a healer, for example, like if you're going to be a healer, if that's your purpose, like you're going to go through intense healing work yourself. You don't get to opt out of that, right? Like whatever you're here to teach, you're going to go to the depths of that experience, right? If you're here to teach about relationships, you're going to experience probably a lot of intense stuff with relationships. If you are here to really teach people about the body, like you're going to go to the depths of that. If you're here to be a healer, you're going to have to go through your own healing process for sure. This is how we gain all the knowledge and wisdom that we need to really support people, to embody that wisdom. We've got to walk the path. You've got to really walk the path and get that real life experience. So purpose, like if you're really setting up to live for your purpose, I mean, be careful what you ask for, you know? And I would say like, <laughs> I don't, I'm not saying don't ask for it. I mean, I'm so grateful that I have 
gone through the things I've gone through at a younger age to really connect with purpose and create this life that I love so much so early, I feel so incredibly grateful. I wouldn't change it. And I also know that like part of me building that or understanding that there's a lot of stuff like I moved through and I faced that most people would just run away from and not want to look at. We have to really look at ourselves and there's some intense stuff, right? So it's so rewarding. It's so, so, so rewarding. It's like love. It's like, it's like people who close their hearts because they, they don't want to get hurt. It's like, okay, so would you rather go through your whole life lonely and closing your heart because you don't want to get hurt? Or is it worth the risk to get heartbroken to have the chance to experience real deep love and connection? And I feel like it, that's worth it every single time. And it's the same thing with your purpose. So the dark night can feel painful. It's like you're questioning everything, intense emotions, crying a lot, depression. Like, it's just like, why am I here? What am I doing? Ego death, all of those intense emotions. But it guides you to the healing that we have to do, or it guides you to the people or experiences we have to have to see things in a different way, to shift our paradigms in a way that's actually going to serve us, to rewire our beliefs that aren't serving us anymore. And it's through that path that we reconnect with ourselves. We learn to listen to our intuition. We find our confidence. We learn to really love ourselves and we find this path to purpose. It's an exploration. It's a journey. And you start to take care of yourself mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. You start to experience real love in relationships and have deeper, more fulfilling relationships. Realizing who you really are. There's no better gift than that. (laughs) Who am I really? Holy shit, I'm a starseed. Holy shit. This is a video game. Holy shit. Is this a simulation? Holy shit. It's really a holy shit moment is what the dark night of the soul is and what it leads you to. And you know what's so interesting as I am, I really didn't think about it this way until I just recorded this episode, but this is so much of what the poetry book is detailing. It's like, I feel like a glimpse into the path of the dark night of the soul spiritual awakening, although it's not framed as that at all. So check out Pain, Love, and Purpose if you want a very clear depiction of what that path looks like. And any last little tidbits from the guides? They're saying that the dark night is so important because it reconnects you to your strength because it allows you to realize that when there are things in life where you feel like there's no way you can overcome it, you do overcome it and you look back on it and you realize that built me, that made me who I was, that made me realize that everything I really need is within myself. And it builds so much confidence in that way. And they want you to know that if you're going through this, that you're not alone, that you're supported. And part of the process is learning to ask for that help and learning to explore and broaden your circle and get curious and don't just settle in the darkness. Know that there is a light to be found. And part of the up-leveling that's available for you is through standing up after you get knocked down, doing that for yourself and realizing that you do have the strength to do that and getting curious and starting to ask for help. And you look back and you realize at my darkest moments or when I felt like there was no point or no purpose, or I was feeling like I was always going to be stuck in this space. I, I did that. Like I got up and I can always get back up. And that is a really powerful lesson to learn. So a lot around inner strength and Whenever you are going through a big quantum leap in your life, it's really common to experience a dark night. Whenever you are shifting vibrationally and really going to up-level in your spiritual gifts or the next part of your path, the next part of your mission, you can get triggered into another dark night where we're just realizing different layers of the ego that we are still living from. It really is like an onion. (laughs) They're showing an onion and a lot of people think of it as like, I'm either living for my soul or for my ego. And it's just so much more nuanced and complex than that. It's like there are many places where maybe we're listening to our intuition, we're feeling really in alignment. And then maybe other areas of our lives where we are still choosing or seeing from ego, from scarcity, from fear. And so it can be this process, it's this continuous exploration. We don't have to figure it all out in one moment. We're going to be guided to the people, the experiences, the moments that are going to show us, whoa, this is an opportunity for me to shift into abundance mindset. This is an opportunity for me to shift into seeing from love or being love. And so it really is calibrating you. And that's that's 
a process, a really beautiful process to being the living embodiment of love, but you have to say yes to it. And they want you to know that it's a co-creation. This is a co-creation. And part of it is the understanding when we're going through these experiences, sometimes we can just hate the world and hate the universe. You might go through that phase, but then you realize like my higher self was looking out for me. My higher self gave me the wake up call I needed to set me on the path of happiness. And so if I have been asking for my purpose, if I've been asking for happiness, if I've been asking for a real love, then this can be part of the process. It can be dissolving all my old paradigms and beliefs. It can be having to release all of the relationships that I thought were going to be with me forever. It could be leaving the job that I worked so hard to create, the career or company I worked so hard to build. There are a lot of huge releases. That is a big part of the dark night of the soul and the spiritual awakening. And it's in those releases that you feel free and you realize where you're still holding on from intense fear. So it's going to be highlighted for you where you're still holding on and staying stuck and keeping yourself stuck because you're afraid. You're afraid to be alone. You're afraid of what people will think of you. You're afraid of what you're going to find. You're afraid of the truth. And we can't live in fear of truth. We can't live in fear of getting to know ourselves. And so it it is this kick in the butt from your higher self to live authentically, to stop settling, to stop believing illusions and lies that we tell ourselves and other people tell us and to align with truth and to live from love and to create the lives that we really want. And so it can feel like a twisted path to get there, but big picture, it's you getting back on the aligned path, right? So if you've been asking for happiness, for joy, for love, for your purpose, sometimes that happens in ways that you might not expect. So that is a bit on the dark night of the soul. I hope that helped you understand it a bit more. I'm sure most people listening to this podcast have been through at least one dark night. There's often, you know, the big one. And the thing is that people either learn from that and make the shifts, make life shifts, do the healing work, or they don't and they try and avoid it. And then they keep getting hit (laughs) or they stay stuck. So it's trying to point you, you know, your higher self is trying to point you in the right direction. The question is, will you listen? So that's going to be it for today's episode. If you enjoyed this, be sure to take a screenshot, share to social media and tag me at Christina, the channel and at Christina, the channel podcast. I appreciate those shares so much. It means the world to me. And if there's someone in your life who you feel like is going through a dark night, or if they've been asking about this, or if you feel like this content would be helpful for them, definitely send them the link, share a little love that way. I know that's always appreciated. So thank you again so much for listening in. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day and I will chat with you again next time.